Hi, my name is Lydia Kang, author of Star Wars, The High Republic Cataclysm, and you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. May the Force be with you. A Utini Podcast Network production. Episode 225, Star Wars Book Rankings on Trial. Uh, Any other choice would be to submit a plea to the courts. On this episode, Wes lubes his switches on his keyboard. Still doesn't make it sound any better. (laughs) And the Utini crew puts their rankings on Star Wars books on trial. The courts take even longer to decide things than the Senate. And now... All rise! Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Helton. Eric Eilerson, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Living Forest Podcast, a Utini Network podcast. Tonight, all about the court and what is just and right. I am one of your hosts, judges, juries, and executioners, Eric Eilerson. And joining me today in the jury box are two of the most brilliant legal lines of a generation. That is not actually true, but one of them is a doctor, and his name is Dr. Corey Helton. What's up, dude? Hello, hello. Yes, doctors and lawyers famously do not agree on anything that is kind of true, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because when doctors and lawyers have to talk to each other, it's usually not under the best of circumstances, and uh, it doesn't usually go very well. So yeah, it's malpractice um, and everything, right? That's that's not not what you want. Yeah, something like uh, most doctors get sued at least once in their career, like. So like a crazy percentage, like eighty something percent get sued at least once in their career. So yeah. we'll keep you posted, everybody. Yeah, we'll keep um, you posted. Yeah, and for our, our our video watchers, you notice Corey is rocking the minimalist aesthetic, complete with an, a literal drill just on a table in the background. That's right. So that's right. Yeah, the moving we'll talk continues more about that in a minute. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but in his normal background, keeping us stable, but ready to bring the fiery hot takes late in the episode, of course, Mister. Fan of the second best baseball team in Texas, Wes Jenkins. <sighs> yes. Hey, man. What's going on, everybody? Eric brought that up to me earlier today. <laughs> he said, "How do you feel about being the second best baseball team in Texas?" And I was like, "Does San Antonio get a a baseball team I didn't know about?" <laughs> and they brought all the Hall of Famers back or something. Ooh. Oh, all right. Uh, what's going on? Um, so. I wanted to put this out there. I know we're going to try to get to this, uh, the court thing. I'm not in the jury, actually. We're going to be, like, on the stand. Oh, yeah. The jury is going to be the audience. True. But I did another I, – I made another keyboard. Remember when I oh. said I wasn't going to do that? Oh, <laughs> wow. I like the oh, it's red, white, and blue. I, I like the little navy. Yeah, yeah I didn't actually – build a whole complete one this was a wooting keyboard so it's a gaming keyboard um but the wooting keyboard comes in like a plastic case and it sounds like shit so um i spent additional dollars to put it in a different case and put different keycaps in there and some sound dampening stuff and it sounds so much better uh and it's it's a uh, it's a disease Corey. thanks a lot you're welcome um, i think everybody all the keyboard people know about that it's stupid i actually have a set of keycaps that i have to or a key switches that i have to lube on my kitchen counter right now and i have another keyboard coming in that i'm gonna use just for work i was gonna wow, ask you so i was gonna ask stupid. you have you lubed your switches yet because that's really when you cross the line into like uh yeah i wow. I, I that i lubed the switches as well so i did all that nonsense um although you say you bought you know it what? and nothing but none of it really matters it's just about the acoustics yeah it's just about the acoustics can you give us a click a clicky test can you i don't know I, your, your microphone might not pick it up but let, let's see here can we yeah it might 
Nope. Ah, nothing. it's not loud enough. Nothing. It's it's below the below the, the threshold. threshold. Nope. Dang. Not at all. Getting it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we'll trust you yeah. though. Um, it's interesting because you say you got this board, and then it sounds like you replaced literally everything about it. It's like it's like a ship of Theseus situation. Like if you take away all the parts of it, eventually, is it actually an original Wooten keyboard, or is it? Just the sum of its new parts. Yes, absolutely. It's the it's the switches that I did not replace. Oh, so these particular switches okay. are the fastest that you can purchase right now. Um, they're uh, Lecker. They're Lecker switches. So they're they're magnetic. Um, so like an actuation point, when you press the key down, it takes like I don't know, one point two seconds on a really fast switch. Mm-hmm. On these, it's point three seconds. Oh my so god, it's, it's super fast. So, yeah. so I guess so, you're I guess you're playing a lot better in Call of Duty now, right? I mean, you're yeah, killing. absolutely. Was that it? Yeah. Shot up the leaderboard. That's all it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that happened yeah. to me too, actually, Wes. When I spot, spent like ten thousand dollars on my sim rig, I'm actually like uh-huh. winning all the races that I I play in now. I'm, I'm really I'm really good now. Yeah, it was the it was just that the gear. you got a call. That's it. You got a call from italy the country and they want you to drive a car for their racing team yes. much like gran turismo i heard that's a i heard there's a thing Hashtag not a sponsor. The country the president of italy <laughs> called me yes and now i'm a driver for yeah for team italy not ferrari just team italy a, it's a, different a t- just team italy <laughs> that's right if you learn nothing else from us everybody know that if you spend more money on a thing it will be better um or else you'll right. tell yourself it's better so you can sleep better at night Right. Uh, which mm-hmm. I find to be a thing, which is actually what I did. Um, my, my little update: I did not buy a keyboard, lube a keyboard, or anything of that matter. Uh, but I did finish a book this week. Obviously, everyone knows I have been abandoning my Star Wars reading, uh, which is not true. I just finished it to go into Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere this week. I finished book two of the Stormlight Archive: Words of Radiance, all one thousand ninety oh, pages. Um, Jesus Christ. And I got this crack multiple I walnuts with that. Yeah, man. Multiple. Got my new fancy book ja- uh, jacket on that. Um, that does look good. I don't know. Like, what do you want from me? It's one of the best books I've ever read. Like, it's it's the highest rated <laughs> book in the history of Goodreads, I think, except for the Calvin and Hobbes collection. And, Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Is that true? So, it, it is true. What's it rated as? <laughs> a 4.76. A 4.76 is With the like 350,000 ratings, yeah. Either wow. read that fantastically long, sci- it's a sci fi novel. Uh huh. Or Calvin and Hobbes. That's it. Or fa- <laughs> fantasy novel. Fan- this is fantasy novel. Yeah. But yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, both are good. No, this is, uh, it's, it, I don't know. I sat in bed for eight hours on Sunday and just read this book. That's all I wanted to do in my life. So I love it. It continues to be Damn. great. I'm going to keep on going. We got some other Utini folks that are starting to read Sanderson stuff too. So we're forming a conglomerate. So if you like Star Wars books, so far... All of us that have read a couple Sanderson novels also many, enjoy those. How many how many Sanderson novels are there? Because like once you cross a certain threshold, yes. like like then we can do the Utini treatment. We can give it a timeline. We can give it a reading. Oh order. yeah, He's how many are there? there? There's not that many though. Actually, there's no. like twenty. I mean, or 15 compared or 20, to right? all of Star Wars, no. But compared to other authors, yes. Um, yeah, right now there's some somewhere around like, I think tw- between twenty and thirty. Yeah, that's I a think, lot though. That's a lot. It's a lot of writing. Cause he's got some YA yeah. stuff too. He's got all kinds of series, but uh, what easily best created? It is confusing. I made this. It year. is confusing to the timeline of uh, of the what's it called? The universe. Uh, the, the Cosmere. The Cosmere. The timeline yes. of the Cosmere is very confusing, and that is what's <laughs> motivated me to yep. 
create your teeny in the first place. So I don't know, man. It's not that yep. big of a jump. We could possibly do it. Shout out to my buddy Derek, who is the biggest Cosmere friend I know. I text him constantly as I read to ask him what should I read next. And also, he's read these books five times each. These Holy thousand shit. page books five times what? each. He loves them that much. Whoa. So if I ever need a picture of a character for my head, I'll just text him because I don't want to Google it and get a spoiler. So I'm like, hi, can I have a picture of Navani? He's like, yeah, got you. And he'll send me a picture of what uh, from like because there's a wiki, of course, for it. And he's like, because if I Google her a picture of a character, they're like, cool, this character who dies in book four or whatever. So mm. get yourself a friend that has already read the things you like so they can supply you with images. Uh, that's been great. And uh, every time I'm not reading a Sanderson book now, I feel a little, uh, a little Excellent. empty inside. So we, are, so we already have our first Sanderson team member then is what I'm hearing. So. Exactly. Excellent. We'll bring him in. Excellent. <laughs> It'd be great. So we'll keep you posted on all, all that stuff. Uh, of course. Uh, and if you guys are reading anything else too, let us know. Um, we all love Star Wars. We all read all kinds of different things, watch all kinds of different things. And that's all fun. Um, uh, but most importantly, keep your Star Wars hat on when you support us over at Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash UT. You can get all the fun and support this show and the site and everything that we do. This week, we want to give a special thank you to Nathan Thompson, who joined as a monthly patron this past Friday. Thank you so much. Hope you're enjoying everything there. No official news this week, except if you're watching us live, keep an eye on the de- mm. Penguin Random House Worlds. Zit Zitter page. What? I don't know. It's on X, Twitter, whatever. Um, <laughs> what do you say for, the, for real? That's a good question. X? It's, it's, is, the URL is still twitter.com. So go to Twitter, which also looks like X, but look out for the Zeets, which although are, still say tweets on the site. On that website, um, Penguin Random House, wh- whose handle is still at Del Rey Star Wars. <laughs> I what hate the hell, Eric? <laughs> okay, here's what the deal. What is happening right now? <laughs> if you go to Twitter.com and you go to the Delray Star Wars or Penguin Random House World's Twitter account, tomorrow on August 1st, they will be revealing all 40 of the characters and stories that we're getting in the Return of the Jedi anthology book, which is coming out at the end of the month. We're going to talk about this extensively on next week's show. So stay tuned. Very excited about that. But... Um, for next week, just stay tuned. We'll go into depth and detail, but stay tuned about what? 10 a.m. I think Eastern tomorrow and get your, get your, get your vibe out. Get all that good stuff. All right. So for tonight, we're testing a new concept. We have tried a couple new things here recently. And tonight we thought it would be fun. One, not only to make a really great YouTube thumbnail, which if you're an audio listener, check out the thumbnail for this episode. (laughs) It's pretty impressive. (laughs) Pretty phenomenal. (laughs) But tonight, uh, we are opening Utini Court for the first time. Uh, you are all welcome in. Uh, yes, thank you, uh, Wes. We got to show that up on the screen, I think, as well. Uh, <laughs> <You're> tonight, <laughs> Utini Court, we are all oh, taking our gavels, our powdered wigs and robes, and we are going to be making decisions uh. about past rulings. If you're familiar with Utini.com, we rate every Star Wars book on a scale from, I believe, mediocre all the way up to masterpiece. And tonight, each of us has brought a book to the court uh, that we believe is not currently rated appropriately. Each of us will take the stand as a lawyer 
witness, etc., and give our arguments to the other two as to why we think our book should be brought up, brought down. We will then be open up to cross-examination and debate amongst the entire floor and the audience at home. And at the end, we are going to give our final statements and bring it to a vote because we are nothing if not a democracy except for those days where we're not. Um, and Corey and I make, want to make a decision, basically. Uh, but for, for tonight, though, we're going to uh, open UTN court for the first time. Uh, Wes, I did not put this in the outline or tell you about it earlier, which I think is fun. Do we have <laughs> a spinny <laughs> wheel or something uh, just for our order of who can go first? Do you have a dice on you? Do you have uh, – can we ask Doc, your dog, to pick a picture of one of us? How do you think we should select the, the, the order of who's going first? Because the first guinea um, pig is a hard, hard person to beat. Yeah, you're right. So I'm going to do a random dice roll. Mm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, so the person well I guess well I can roll it. So the person who's closest to the number that I roll on my screen okay. will get to go last. Ooh, okay, great. I like that. All right, I like that. Okay. Alright, so what's your number, Eric? Oh, how many side what? dice? Yeah. How many side oh, dice boy. is it? Uh is that affects a good question. <laughs> yes. We didn't plan. I this. will do <laughs> Hmm. I will do a 12-sided die. Okay, okay, 12. okay. okay. Uh, seven. I'm going to do seven. I'll okay. Do, I'll do nine. Okay, and I will do... I will do 11. Okay. Oh, all okay. high numbers. Price is right rolls. <laughs> all right, roll that dice. Close so I rolled it, and then, ro- and the number is five. Yes! Eric. I will go last. <laughs> That's Eric. I will go third. <laughs> all right. All right, Corey... Pick a number between 1 and 12. Uh, 5. All right. All right. I will do 11 again. <laughs> it worked so well last time, Wes. <laughs> and the number is 4, so I will go last. Or I will go first. Yep. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that realization oh, happening in front of our eyes. <laughs> All right. Fine. Okay. <clears throat> hear ye. Hear ye. <laughs> Welcome to the court in the middle or in the medieval ages. Uh, <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> all right, so did, we, did you clarify that how yeah. what the structure is a yeah. little bit, Eric? Because like, yeah, all right, we're gonna, we need yeah, to do opening that. statements, then debate, rebuttal, final statement, and the vote. Uh, this is a good time. We have just decided to burn a witch in the last case. So now, Wes, you're coming up next to talk about books, which I yeah. also Crowd's think all fired is up. Legal. We're all fired yeah. up. We just witnessed a, a, a classic witch burn-in. Mm-hmm. We're all, you know, in the mood now. <laughs> I'm hyped about it now. I'm feeling good. <laughs> all right. Oh, so much like Corey has already done, and I'm sure Eric did a little bit as well, I threw in my argument for the book that I was going to um, talk about today into chat GPT. Witch! And holy... Witch! Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. Is it make me sound way more intelligent than I actually am? I am only going to read the first paragraph because the rest of it is way too... It's way too detailed, and it it actually doesn't... It doesn't really give me my... uh, my thoughts and my um, my my issues with this particular book, but um, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, today we gather to examine the undeniable truth 
that the Battle of Jeddah audio drama mm-hmm. was a significant letdown, failing to live up to the expectations of both Star Wars enthusiasts <laughs> and, a, and a vid audio drama enthusiast alike. Oh As my God. we delve wow! into the reasons why this audio drama missed the mark, it becomes apparent that its execution was deeply flawed, robbing the listeners of the captivating experience they anticipated. Now, that's not completely true at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's kind of so, true. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's kind of true. Opening statement. Opening statement. Right. Stephanie already objects. I see that. Okay. So, currently, in the Utini um, grading system, we have five, five grades. Mm-hmm. We have Masterpiece, Incredible, mm-hmm. uh, Great. No, Good. Good. No, no, Good. Sorry. Yes. Good. Then fair and then mediocre. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have listed um, the Battle of Jeddah mm-hmm. audio drama mm-hmm. as incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, my argument uh, is to drop that rating to good, mm. not necessarily increase the rating, but to drop the rating to good. I think the whole premise of today was to increase the rating and or the reading order of books. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I have mm -hmm. chosen to drop this one because I haven't read the most and because, frankly, this was the one that I did the roundtable on and (laughs) I kind of remember more about it than all the other books that I have read. Mm -hmm. So my main argument with this book, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) is... It reset the conflict between Iram and Arano. We had three books mm. before this actual audio drama came out. We had Path of Deceit, Convergence, and Quest for the Hidden City. Mm. Now, Quest for the Hidden City, correct me if I'm wrong, is the introduction of Salander Show. Point of order. Yes, uh, no? Point of order that that that, that is correct. That is correct. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you, wait, can, we, can we read that back? Can we read okay. that back? Mr. Jenkins asked, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Quest for Planet uh, Hidden City is the introduction of Slender Show. Mr. Eilerson, point of order, that is correct, Mr. Jenkins. <laughs> I would also like to apologize profusely to Jacob, by the way, for anything that we've gotten wrong through this entire podcast, because he is a resident lawmaker, I guess, in the, in the, in the group. So um, whatever we say, I'm sure is going to, he's going to be laughing hysterically and crying at the same time. <laughs> we Perfect. should probably we should have probably consulted with him before we built this show. We to be probably. honest, <laughs> why be accurate when you can be entertaining? That's, That's what fair. I ask. Yes, correct. That's fair. So the the main argument was the reset the the conflict between Iowa and Arano. Mm-hmm. All right. So before um, the convergence book, Iron and Arano were at odds. Mm-hmm. Um, the Prince uh, Fontu and Princess Ziri mm-hmm. came together to s- get married. And in the conflict between the two worlds that are pretty much right next to each other, one's a water world and one is a desert world or something, right? Water world? I don't really remember. The one's a water world. <laughs> Kevin I, Costner. I missed that completely. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, they sent there was supposed to be the Battle of Jeddah was supposed to be a peace treaty signing between two ambassadors. Um, and it subsequently did not happen. And it eventually ended up in a the Battle of Jeddah that we've been waiting for the entire mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. We've heard the Battle of Jeddah and and um 
in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. We we saw Jeddah there with the uh, with the knocked over statue. We want to yep. know about that yep. statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so essentially, the 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 story and the conflicts and the char- not necessarily the characters, but most of what happened before then didn't matter anymore. Right. So they had they had I put together. All of these uh, truths, they made everybody agree uh, or seem to agree. Like, you know what? Fighting isn't isn't right. We need mm-hmm. to come together and to be stronger as a community and as a, I guess, as a universe for these two worlds. And they were like, we almost got the buy-in, right? We had mm-hmm. a whole book on that, two books at least. Mm-hmm. And then we, we strike that from the record, sort of, and then we go back to them fighting. Um, so that's kind of... That was my main argument. Okay. All right, so... Mr. Jenkins, do you believe that a piece of media, physical, auditory, or visual, can be judged based on the merits or sins of the previous material? This because is, this is, I, just, I can't. This accent is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> this is atrocious. What? I live in North Carolina now, Corey. I get it. Uh, <laughs> but is 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 the stories by your, by your argument there? Again, just playing devil's mm-hmm. advocate. Does, is this what I believe? Who no, knows? no problems. Um, is the book's merits in this case dependent upon what the other book said, or is its story? more important on its own outside of those. What do you think? I do think the story is more important on its own. Mm -hmm. But this particular story took way too long to get to Mm. the actual Battle of Jeddah. That was my my second point. Mm -hmm. So we had a lot of... I feel like we had a lot of filler. We had a mediator of Morton Santeca... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bringing everybody together and getting this the treaty signed. Yet it was ambushed by a droid, and then they had to they went out for another few chapters to find another mediator because he died. I didn't like that, that part. That that <laughs> wasn't that part... great. <laughs> <laughs> Point of order: the motion stands. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. Conjecture, conjecture. <laughs> now, I definitely can understand where, like what Stephanie was saying, it was kind of a foreshadowing and convergence where, oh, yeah, I mean, happily ever after is never really happily ever after in Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we're going to obviously see that implode, but um, I kind of use this as a, as a theme maybe, as uh, Phase 2 as a whole. Uh, as it kind of undid everything at the very end, and we really only needed to read the last book. Mm. Um, that's what I think. But there's a couple things that make this good and not like anything less than than than, than good, whether it be fair or mediocre. We want it to be good. I mean, the most memorable things of this book were when... Um, uh, what's his name? I, I, I wrote it down. I'm sorry. Are you sure um, it's memorable? It doesn't really sound like that it. That's what you're going to say. Because I wrote it down. Master Creighton's son, his speech to, oh, to both sides. That was a great that speech. That whole speech mm-hmm. was a fantastic mm-hmm. speech. I have a summary of it. We don't have to go through it. but um, And there was also the beginning of the book has 
um, normal people. They have a lot of normal people mm. in this. Not necessarily Jedi, not necessarily people that are path to the open hand or brothers of the ninth door. There's that group as well. There were that people real? that worked for. Is that a real thing? Was that in this book? I think so. Yes, it is. <laughs> we need to research that. The 11th door? It sounds real door. enough it's to be fake. Door. It's ninth door. Ninth door. <laughs> but they they added some um, some context to where normal people live in the Star Wars universe, believe it or not, and they have mm-hmm. normal problems just like everybody else. Keth, the one that worked at um, – he I don't know if he worked, but – I guess he got paid for it, but he was at um, what do you call it? The where um, the Guardians of the Wills, where they where they um, prayed. I don't know the where temple. They, thing? They, I don't know. Yeah, oh, the, the temple. temple. What's it called? Um, what was it called though? I don't know. The, what the hell are you uh, talking the about? Confluence? No. The yeah, the Guardians of the Wills. What was the temple called that they that they go to? Dude, oh, I don't man. know. That, Okay. So you didn't read it either, or listen to it at all. But anyways, (laughs) Keth, he sacrificed himself for Solander Show, and before, in the very beginning of the book, Solander Show was was sad because her Padawan, right? Wasn't her Padawan that got killed? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, no, Solander Show? Yes. No, it was just another dude. It was just a guy. Just another dude. Just a guy. Okay, okay. But, so she she came to Jeddah empty looking for... She's looking for some kind of purpose, or she's basically looking to get away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this also happens at the end of the book, where Keth sacrifices himself for Salander's show, which makes him what he was complaining about the through the entire book was, "I want my my, my life to mean something," mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it actually turned out to be that way. Those are a couple good instances of the book. Okay, but getting to the Battle of Jeddah took way too damn long, right? For me. And so I wanted more of the battle. I wanted the Battle of Jeddah to be last. It's, it, it sounded like it lasted for an afternoon <clears throat> to me <throat> from, when I, from, the, from what I got from it. And I wanted it to last weeks, if not <clears throat> months. Because when we see Jeddah in Rogue One, it is destroyed, right? It's just, it's not destroyed, but it's <clears throat> like rubble. So we didn't get a good, I don't think we got good context of what Jeddah actually looked like before the Battle of Jeddah, but I think that the battle itself should have been longer or written about longer or had the, uh, the characters use their audio a little longer. Um, yeah. So. I would like to call witness to the stand. Ooh! <laughs> what? Eric! Dog. Yes! I want to call you to the stand as the first witness. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just come out of the shot and then come back into the shot. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Eric, you are the yeah. you are the witness. Yeah. Uh, Eric, do you yep. or do yep. you not oversee the review team at UTV? Uh, 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 yeah. Yes. 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 I do. Yep. yep. It's a simple that, yes or no question. Uh, sorry. Eric. Yes. Uh, yes. It could be all as right. if it if it should be so then it, then so it is. Yes or no, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. What did the review team have to say about this book? Uh, uh there there are certain parts of uh the review team that must be confidential for for reasons uh to be named later and <clears throat> maybe uh subpoenaed. Um but we had to say uh <laughs> that the book overall um got an incredible uh there were certain 
uh, parts of the review which I'm pulling up now uh, that didn't receive an incredible rating. There was uh, which, a little bit as... of discussion. So the plot, uh, which is a lot of what Mr. Jenkins was describing um, in his in his diatribe, sorry, in his in his, in his um, <laughs> recollection, uh, received conjecture. A good, <laughs> received, sorry, sorry, withdrawn. Uh, received a good. Uh, the characters as well received a good. Um, the writing and entertainment and performances received Incredibles, um, which, given the split of the categories, brought it up to an incredible rating uh, based on the weight of the performances. Um, Fair enough. That's Fair enough. That's what we saw. Yeah. Do I have the opportunity to interview the witness? Of course. <laughs> oh God! So you're saying I got out of work for this, Eric Eilerson? <laughs> yeah. Is that? Can you state your name for the court, please? We already did that. We Eric, 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 I, uh, Dr. Judiciary Eric Eilerson Esquire. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. That's enough. Um, <laughs> so you're saying the incredible rating yes. was on the fringe. It was yes. more falling down towards the good rating than it was the incredible rating. Mathematically, it was exactly in the middle of the two. So it could have been falling just as much as it was rising from good to incredible by your logic. It's in the middle. Sorry, yes or no, please. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, do you? Ag- what about the audio experience? Do you yeah, agree with? Uh, do you agree with um, the performance? I mean, that's 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 something like that was a key part of the review was to give it mm-hmm. a to make it better was to say the performance was incredible. Um, because performance- you in your opening argument you said that. You said something about it being an insult to audio listeners as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. As I stated. <laughs> Definitely right not a I robot. That, from a computer robot. <laughs> yes, from a robot. I said that it wasn't necessarily how I felt. But that is from what ChatGPT said, just as an opening argument, to why I thought <laughs> I would love to tell you what I wrote in here. Create an opening argument that the Battle of Jeddah was a bad audio drama. <laughs> that shouldn't have put bad audio drama. <laughs> right? It wasn't a bad audio drama. <laughs> leading the witness. All right. Yes, I was leading, leading the I'm robot. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so performance-wise, mm-hmm. I don't think it was incredible because I remember that it was I had a tough time um, deciphering between a couple of the characters. Um, but also the, the actual Battle of Jeddah was a lot of yelling and it's very and it's no it's like no slight to George Mann himself because it's I mean how hard is it to mm-hmm. not write a battle sequence but to like have it as an audio drama where people are just yelling like ha ah, I shot you ah, you got me you know that's like all <laughs> so you have is that, to have is that like, word oh, for word from that the- guy went down over there I mean yeah. it's very difficult I think but I don't think it was incredible um from my opinion, so okay, <clears throat> which uh, makes me think that it's teetering, <clears throat> it's teetering to falling over to the good, to the good plateau. It's it's. I mean, it's it's fallen from incredible. <laughs> oh, I see it. I see it. <laughs> All right, Eric. We need to be able to uh, re- rebuttal this. Is that how you would use that word? Yeah. Rebuttal this. Rebut. Rebut this. Yeah. Rebut this. That sounds well, right. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. Rebut. All right. We're going to butt this argument. Yep. And <laughs> again. We'll butt it over again. again. Butt it again. Fine. Yes. What – it sounds like the review team went from – we elevated it a little bit because it was it was a rounding. 
Yep. Uh, a rounding Based on experience. math. If you're in a half, you round up to the higher level. That's correct. That's correct. But this yes. was an audio drama by one of our favorite authors who we mm-hmm. really, really like as a person. And mm-hmm. we have really liked their other works. And mm-hmm. uh, they sort of got thrown to the wolves a little bit by having to write an audio drama. Because Wes is correct, I think, in saying that uh, combat is hard to write and perform in an audio drama experience. Mm-hmm. However, is that enough to say that... Uh, it's a negative experience because mm-hmm. I might argue that audio drama is supposed to be kind of wacky and performative. And like, mm-hmm. are we supposed to appreciate this as an art form rather than as an audiobook experience? Mm-hmm. Because I think you can make a pretty strong argument that that, that, that warrants some artistic expression is a form of, it makes it better, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. I think that the and the performances in these audio dramas we've gotten have always been interesting because from Dooku to Afra to here we've gotten mostly character character and then and Tempest Runner also sing, mostly single character focus. And then this giant sprawling thing was definitely kind of the first to try. This this bigger explosion, if you will, of like of character and and action way more action than dialogue. So do we give points then for it being ambitious, for trying to push the form, even though maybe it lost some clarity? I think it's a great question. I think that's going to be up to the final decision of this court. That is a good question. You do have to, you do have to note that several of the other audio dramas did not suffer from that issue. That is true. That is has to be taken into, it has to be taken into account because so we can look at Tempest runner Mm -hmm. and that is rated as good. And I thought Tempest Mm. runner was a fantastic Mm. audio drama. Uh, That was Um, not submitted into evidence before this trial. Let it be known that uh, (laughs) the defense has not seen this um, until this moment. In in general, in the ranking system, I feel that most of the books that we read star Wars books Mm -hmm. should be in the good category. There should be far less in Incredible and even far less in Masterpiece. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that this one makes the cut for Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, based upon, I think it would have been Incredible if it was written as a novel. Mm-hmm. If it was written as a novel, it could have been Incredible because it gives us that as story. As a prose novel. Not just, not, yeah, right. sure. not just as the Prose-y. script. Correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, interesting. Um, any, I guess. Final arguments. Final yeah, arguments. Well, your, your, your final. Uh, your, your final closing argument to the jury. Step up, button up your suit, and let us have it. I would say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, that an audio drama in and of itself is very difficult to write, um, whether it be the script book or the actual audio drama itself. Um, <clears throat> but nonetheless, that doesn't give it a... a you don't get a participation trophy for... Making doing something difficult that other people have not done before, and if it doesn't actually heed the mark of Utini's incredible ranking. Okay. Okay. So I want to say that yes, the, the audio drama itself was a good story, very good story, but it's hard to live up to the novels that are labeled as incredible, um, when in fact that. The had a little bit of the storyline was kind of drawn out before we got to the Battle of Jeddah. Okay. 
fair. Well, here's the time. Very fair. Uh, fair. Now, now we don't have to change. We don't have to change anything. This no. is just arguments yep. that we brought up in the court. We can bring this back up in civil court later <laughs> on and actually get oh, money be, for there'll it. There'll be appeals, etc. The whole process, but the initial ruling of the court, um, Wes. I mean, just just for procedure, because there's only an odd number of us. Uh, what is your vote? <laughs> I guess no, well, the question vote... is, yay or nay? The Battle of Jeddah should be changed from incredible <laughs> to good. Yay or nay? Yay. All right, Corey. Yay or nay? Yay. Uh, and I, <laughs> not that it matters mathematically, uh, also say yay. You were very convincing, Wes. Uh, the yays have it. Um, do you have a gavel of any kind, Wes, with you? <laughs> I no, but I think I... What can you I have smith? applause. Yeah. Well, I, I can't hear effects. that. No. I'm sure you did it. <laughs> All right, noted gavels. Put them on the list. First motion passes. The yeas have it. Um, we'll... All right. And... All right. Another witch just got burned. So... Court is adjourned. Court is adjourned. <laughs> Not so fast. Sit those butts in those seats. We got a triple header for you today. Uh, the Honorable Corey Helton... Walking into the courtroom, and we will hear this next case for you, Teeny Court. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, esteemed book readers, enthusiasts, today we gather in the Teeny Court to discuss a matter of importance, utmost mm. importance, you might ask. For I would like to argue that the undeniable greatness of the literary masterpiece that is known as Catalyst <coughs> by the renowned wordsmith James Luceno should not be what is currently rated on the site. Mm. For now, the book is rated as a good. And to the opposite of my esteemed colleague, Mr. Jenkins, I would like to esteemed. make the argument that good is an insult to this incredible <laughs> literary genius of Mr. Lucino that this book instead should be rated as incredible for the book Catalyst is in and of itself a catalyst for the Star Wars universe. Jeez. So I implore you to consider that wow. this novel stands on the threshold of greatness, which beckons us to charge into uncharted territories of imagination and intellect for a prequel to a film to which we've never seen before. Because this is a testament to the old days when books came out before the movies, right? You knew something going into the theater, and you could have known something when you read this book before you went to see Rogue One. For in this book, there is a ton of stuff that you needed to know before you went into the film. Starting with Galen Erso's story. The monologue that is featured in Rogue One is, in my opinion, one of the best monologues, if not the best monologue in all of Star Wars, at least the films, perhaps, for that one in Andor was really damn good. But <laughs> one of the best monologues in all of Star Wars is by Galen Erso, where he basically tells the entire story in like a 60-second um, moments, right? And we get his entire story, how he arrived at that point, right? We also get the construction of the Death Star, one of the most iconic pieces of Star Wars history, right? We also get the really complex relationships between Galen, his wife, Lyra, troublesome Lyra, if you will, <laughs> and Orson Krennic. All of their background stories are fully explored in this book. So that is my opening statement. I wish to make the argument that Catalyst should be marked as incredible and not merely as good. 
due to these intricate interplay between the personal motivations, mm. all the political ambitions of the book, and the looming presence that is the mm. Death Star over the entire Star Wars saga. Mm. That concludes my argument, Your Honor. All right. Um, <laughs> Mr. Helton. It's Dr. Helton. <clears throat> Mr. Helton. Uh, <laughs> are you familiar with the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? I am familiar with the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> the same tragedy also written by one James Luceno. Is that correct? That is correct. This book, that although it maintains the heralded rare level of masterpiece on the Utini site, frankly unquestioned, very easily voted as masterpiece, would you not agree that readers that try to read Plagueis before reading any other Star Wars books would not enjoy the experience and possibly even be turned off of Star Wars books as a whole. Would you say that is accurate? Horseshit, Your Honor. <laughs> yes, yes or no, please. Yes or no, please. You're making Mr. me... Mr. Helton. You're, you're saying that it's, Mr. Do- it's, it's Dr. Helton. You're saying Helton, it's, it's you Dr. Will, Helton. <laughs> you, will, you will use proper language in this courtroom or I'll hold you in contempt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. You're making... The, so you're saying that... It's not as good as Plagueis? Is that what no, you're no, saying? No, I, I, I'm getting to my no. point. I'm, I'm starting off by establishing <laughs> that Plagueis is not a good can, – can have negative effects on people reading it if they try to read it too early. Is that a, is that a fair statement? That is a – yeah, I think it's a fair statement. Okay, great. I think it's so, a fair statement. If that's a fair statement, what, is it possible that Catalyst's <clears throat> good rating acknowledges the difficulty – that some readers may have accessing Luceno's particular style of writing and therefore is more of a look at the reader's journey, which Utini tries to create to say, hey, maybe don't start with the masterpieces and Incredibles. And if they do, keeping Catalyst away from those that may try to read it too early. And in that case, would good be a more appropriate moniker? Early, early as say, uh, you know, a book that falls in the middle of a gigantic series, which you needed a whole bunch of other stuff to know. Maybe a book that came in a strange audio format that readers are not necessarily mm. familiar mm. with. Oh, I don't know, a book such as the Battle of Jeddah. You could maybe <laughs> argue. Maybe. Cross X across X. <laughs> but possible, I do not. I do not. Th- I do not think that the accessibility of the early journey of a reader's experience necessarily has a huge part to play mm. in the book's rating system. Okay. Maybe, perhaps, you could maybe argue that that a true masterpiece has to be fairly accessible. Like, I mm. think that's a. I think that's a fair argument that. Fair. A masterpiece has to be accessible, but I think I think it's perfectly reasonable to expect once you've ran out of masterpieces, because as Wes said, there's not that many of them, and there shouldn't mm-hmm. be that many of them by the mm-hmm. sheer you know bell curve argument. Mm-hmm. Once you've get once you've gone through all the masterpieces, I would say you're no longer a a noob to Star Wars books okay. at that point. So that's know. fair. Let alone Catalyst is a direct prequel to a film, like one of the. If not right. the best Star Wars film that's ever been made, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty hard to argue that 
a book that is basically about all the characters that you know, newcomers to Star Wars in general may be somewhat familiar with is a pretty damn strong argument that you can read it pretty early. Interesting. <clears throat> Dr. Helton. Thank you. Ugh, you would, gave in. Would you say... You're weak. <laughs> would, <laughs> would you say... You're a beta, Wes. That... <laughs> First of all... When you're screaming at me through the pews back there, Eric, yeah. you let me ask the first or the, ask the question when it's my turn to ask. Fair. Now then, doc, <laughs> Dr. Mr. Helton. Dr. Mr. Helton. Um, would you say that you have, would, you have to read Cataclysm before you watch the, the movie Rogue One to enjoy Rogue One? Um, no, I would not make that argument. I think that I don't think it's a necessary. I think Rogue One and all the Star Wars films by themselves could be picked up by themselves and watched. But that's the nature of movies, in my opinion, right? Sure. Um, Would you say that part of your rating to push this up to incredible is off the back of the movie Rogue One and not necessarily about hmm. the story? It is a, that is an excellent question, actually, mm -hmm. because it is very challenging, I would argue, to separate the two, much in the way that it is challenging to separate Darth Plagueis from The Phantom Menace. I, mm -hmm. think they, I think they coincide together very nicely, but I think that's what makes it such a wonderful experience because I would, I would say that it is probably completely unheard of Basically, I bet it's less than 0.1% of Star Wars book readers have never seen the films. You know what I mean? So right, I, I would right. say True. I would say that, yeah. you know, if you liked Rogue One, it would be very hard for you to argue that uh, you're not going to like Catalyst. And nobody doesn't like Rogue One. That is also the 0.1%. <laughs> that, that's very fair. That is not inherently true. It's mostly Dr. true. Or it is mostly true. true. I think of all the films that people argue about on the internet, Rogue One is probably one of the least argued about. I mean, every single time I've ever seen it in a in a thread where people are like, Rogue One sucks, everyone's like, you're a freaking idiot. No, it didn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um... Follow-up question. And that's my argument. No, it didn't. Is it possible that because <laughs> this book came out before the formal uh, creation of the Atini Review Team that uh, the whole site may have, um, hold on, I got a technical term, uh, just completely whiffed on this one? <laughs> <laughs> is, is it... <laughs> Oh man! Is it possible? That is, you, hold on. Say that it, is. Say it slower. Pronounce it. That we Pronounce just it. Enunciate. <laughs> that is a very good question because when we built the Utini site, we had to essentially we tried to we did a lot of math, we did a lot of statistical analysis. We we pulled in the direct ratings from all the Amazon reviews and all the ratings from the Goodreads. I don't think I've ever talked about this before. But we pulled oh. in all the ratings from the Goodreads team and the. And the uh, Amazon reviews and basically put it all into bell curves and then played with the numbers a little bit and adjusted things a little bit, created the new Utini scale. And then we went through and basically uh, we had the entire review team give like do you if, if there's anything that you disagree with on this, like make your arguments now, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And <laughs> there is a fair chance that the review team may have. What was that te technical jargon you used? Oh, Whiffed yeah, on uh, Catalyst. 
Yes, there is a decent chance I think that that may have happened, actually. Yeah. Uh, given the fact that last <laughs> week, uh, if you missed our episode last week in a tier rating, uh, when the three of us unanimously <laughs> put Catalyst in the S tier of books, I believe, we didn't did. it? That's true. Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> yeah uh, Corey, do you have any uh, closing statements before we go to voting on this one? The only closing statement, Devil's Advocate, that I will I will give is that James Lucino is absolutely a an acquired taste. I would maybe say I mean, that's not the right word. I would say that I would say that Chuck Wendig is an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Lucino is a is a to like Lucino, you have to be you have to be able to appreciate the intellectual side of Star Wars. You have to be able to appreciate the dark and gritty, maybe even boring and academic side of star wars yeah academic is a books. great word this is an academic yes. book and not in a way that where you're dumb if you don't like it but it is about like science and minerals there's a lot of yes. stuff that is and academic, a for yeah, sure. a sentence might be like eight lines long like in the book like in <laughs> yeah, like seriously no, real talk so, real talk real talk so i can certainly understand maybe a casual reader's apprehension to catalyst but the richness of the book and and how well it really sets up mm-hmm. Rogue One is pretty hard to argue with. Like to the point that I mean, I think if I was handing if I was completely in charge of the Utini reading order mm-hmm. and I was handing a would stack you like of to be? all the books, do what? I would like to would be Would you like to be? No, I do not want that. that <laughs> You're going on record. Going on record. No, I do not want that. <laughs> but if I was in charge of it and I had to literally hand a stack of like the first twenty five books to somebody, Catalyst would absolutely be in that stack of books. I would agree okay. with you on that based upon it being tied into a book or tied into a movie. Yeah, so directly. Sure. Yeah. I mean it's yeah, like it there are there are not that many books the reader's experience. There are not sure. that many yeah. books that are truly a prequel to where you could read this book and immediately watch the film and it's as if it's the same thing. Like there are not that many books you can do that it's with. It's really not mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um we call our next vote. Yep. Uh should Catalyst Star Wars colon Catalyst colon a Rogue One novel by James Luceno be moved from good to incredible? Yay or nay? Corey, <clears throat> Dr. Mr. Corey Helton. Yay or nay? Yay or nay? Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Wes Jenkins. Yay or nay? Oh, boy. Um, based upon our conversation last week mm-hmm. during the canon tier rankings, um, yes. I'm going to go ahead and say nay. Nay? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I'm going to say yay. yay. Okay. It should, oh, it should be in the incredible for sure. Okay. Um, And for me, uh, yeah, no, yay. We whiffed on this hard, man. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This oh, is like the yeah. one tonight that I might like. We'd have to go back to the website and just like, just like bump it up. Because um, yeah, so I do have that had, power. Bloodline is incredible. And then in the actual... Um, our tier rankings, we have Cataclysm, Catalyst right next to Bloodline, which yeah. is also right next to Star Wars Victory All of those Price. other books, I think, in yeah. the entire tier are incredible, I'm pretty yeah, sure. That's, yeah, there, yeah, there might be one no, or two it's, masterpieces it's in there. So. I think the Rising Storm's a masterpiece, actually. Yeah, yeah so is Victory Price. Yeah. so. Uh, <laughs> yep, nope, totally whiffed. Thank you for bringing this to the court's okay. attention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, all right, fi- all right. Yep, Eric. our three-peat. <clears throat> all right, hold on, I've got to... Getting my glasses ready here. Is getting my getting my paper set. 
Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> I come to you today a humble servant of the law. I believe in justice. I believe in rightness. And I also believe in the powers of epic storytelling. That is why I bring you a book this evening that is epic in scope, is, is intimate in character creation, is familiar in its use of a milieu of characters from the saga films by George Lucas. This is a book we don't see much nowadays, and a book that was maligned with a good rating, which we all know means bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, is this <laughs> that allows me to pull back the curtain of lies and insert the voice of truth? <laughs> to bring you Aftermath Life Debt, the second Aftermath book by Mr. Chuck Wendig. And I open with the following statement. <clears throat> this book is an incredible book because of five points. The first, <clears throat> this book has Sloan, Admiral Sloan, in a position of power. And in the subsequent years since its release... We have missed her. She has been wanted by fans for years. And now her reputation holds this book up in a way it may not have been valued in the past. It also reveals a number of different locations like Coruscant, Narshida, <laughs> and the titular Kashyyyk. These are planets we now wish to see in Star Wars books, too many of which now have one planet. Two planets, paltry. Nothing distasteful. We have planet hopping. <laughs> Number three. Han Solo is a badass in this book. <laughs> he is not tired. He is not divorced. He is not on his honeymoon. He is a badass looking for his friend on Kashyyyk. <laughs> we have not gotten that since. Number four. When this book was released, Chuck Wendig's writing was maligned as bad as childish it is now merely different because I believe in the years since we have seen books that are written badly childishly <laughs> and may have potentially also been rated good who's to say <laughs> finally this is a story with multiple POV points of view classic and new characters intertwining with 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 the crew from Aftermath 1, a good book, fair, I agree, that's fine. But the characters from the first novel interspersing with narrators from the films. And because of that, it remains unique. Because we have not seen that in years past. We have wanted books with new and old together. We have seen books with new and old <clears throat> aside. Because of all those reasons, I believe life debt is in our debt and therefore must be risen to the pedestal of incredible. That's what I got. That's, that's my thoughts. Oh, wow. Let's just... That was amazing. That was amazing. Oh, first tear to my eye. I truly does. Thank you. <laughs> it, feels um, like, it feels like that scene in, in Catch Me If You Can where he's like, Son, there is no jury. There is no... <laughs> There is no defendant. There's only you, 
in me. <laughs> so <laughs> let me ask calls. you this. What in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> That's exactly it. Exactly the fun. Oh god, uh, that was yes. that was very good. It's very obvious Thank which you. of the three of us was an actor in his previous life. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. Oh okay. well. So you're essentially arguing this book should be incredible. Yes. What is? What are the other aftermath books? Uh, aftermath one is good. Empire's End is incredible. Currently. That the is second, the reference you think point. the second one? I can't remember the okay. details that happened in this one. I know that stuff that happened yeah. with the last one. In the middle. I am also in Stephanie's boat here. I have not read it, yet <clears throat> your diatribe has made me move it up the list Ooh. to five years from now. Great. I could probably get it done. <laughs> five yeah. years from now. Solid. So this book, uh, one of the big parts of it is that um, – Chewie has been separated from Han, and Han has to go to Kashyyyk to find him, and then they try to help liberate the Wookiees of Kashyyyk alongside the Aftermath squad. Um, there's yes. some other stuff in there. Simultaneously, um, Ray Sloan is meeting with, um, I believe, Brendel Hux at this point. So we got a little of uh, like precursor to like the First Order Armitage Hux stuff. So one of the reasons I actually did bring it back is because I think, <laughs> as I said in my opening in a bunch of words, um, this book weirdly has stakes with m- actual characters and plot points. And I think at the time, because it was so <clears throat> new, a lot of readers were kind of expecting that with books and we would just get that. And I think we've seen, especially since like the Mando time, put a lot of those in TV. A lot of the books we've gotten have been afraid to really <clears throat> use <clears throat> main characters and real stakes yeah. and real giant story elements. And I think in retrospect, it's like, <clears throat> oh, we this is kind of what we say we want when a lot of books kind of end a little early when nothing else really pushes <clears throat> forward. That's fair. I mean, we don't really get – we don't have a lot of series and trilogies in Star Wars canon in general. And this mm-hmm. is one of the only ones. Unfortunately, the first book in this trilogy – is like so hard to get through for a large portion of the audience. It makes it hard to move into this one, which is why I think this one is so often looked over. I think so. Um, the third one, in my opinion, is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I think that like the way that it it sets up the sequel trilogy, I don't think there's many other books that really can do that, mm-hmm. just in general, like that yeah. do that at all. So you know, I do think. Uh, you make some good arguments that like having some stakes is actually actually pretty pretty decent because like you say we don't know if it's disney or if it's the authors we don't really know why no one has really tried to uh, tell major stories with major characters since Wendig. i mean not really i mean even the books that feature the major yeah. characters like barely touch anything so yeah i don't know i don't know it's interesting it's, the second one, I just don't know if the second one is on the same level as the third one, as stupid as that sounds. Yeah, yeah. That I, and I get that, and I think that's interesting, because I think there's definitely a, a, a jump from one to two because of the bringing in of the main characters, because that was one of the big reasons that one was maligned, is that it's the, yeah. it was the first like Journey to Force Awakens <laughs> canon book. The only screen, quote-unquote, character we really got was Temin, who was going to be Snap Wexley. 
And everyone's like, yeah, what the hell <laughs> is the hell, this? Who the hell is this? And the writing yeah. style was very tough. And things did yep. change a lot yep. uh, in Present the second tense. book. Mm-hmm. But things changed completely yeah. by the third book. I mean, the third yes. book is almost unrecognizable from the first book. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really sure what happened dramatically. Yeah. But it seems like you listened to the editing feedback, I suppose. So, Good editors will do it. <laughs> good editors will do it. Fair yeah. argument, though. Fair argument. Thank you. Yeah, and it's and it's one that I've also tried to go back and read, but you know me. Do I have time to reread? Of course not. But it's always uh, up there, and I think that it does kind of suffer the sins of the first, and I think more so relates to the accolades of this of the last. It's definitely on the on the it's definitely on the teetering edge of being good versus incredible. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. The question is, does its lead into the third book, which is incredible, make it an incredible, or does it does it pay the price for the sins of the first book? Right. That, right. that makes it good. Oh, that yes. is a right. fair a fair question. Because it did have to spend a decent amount of time sort of undoing the the pain of the first book mm-hmm. to some degree. Just because of the writing style and all that. So Ooh. Oh. <clears throat> okay, so just looking yes, Mr. Jank. at our tier rankings, yes. <clears throat> physical proof, we show here that it is an A book. It's an A tier ranking with Tarkin labeled as good. Aftermath Empires in is incredible. Alphabet Squadron is good. Phasma, good. Brotherhood, good. Perfect Weapon, <clears throat> I don't really know. Crash of Fate, good. Aftermath Life Dead, good. So All these it's are in goods. a tier of good. Interesting. You are you are interesting. You are talking about jumping tiers pretty much to the S tier mm. for incredible. Mm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I might be. I might be. Mm. Or essentially moving it all the way up to the front of the A tier, um, where Aftermath Empires in is an incredible as well. So, all right. Hmm. And I and I will say I think that. As opposed to some of the other arguments I had, or or playful retorts against the Battle of Jeddah being affected by other media, I think a large part of my aftermath, um, I guess, love beyond the fact that I love the books probably the most out of all of us, I do think that the subsequent years of us looking for what this did accidentally has Mm -hmm. also caused it to rise upon... Reexamination, because I think that there's, you know, it's it's how people, you can like a something, but then you don't realize how good you had it in the time, right? And That's realizing fair. that, oh, we had multiple planets and big missions, like Alphabet Squadron, I think gave us that, like scratch that itch, which is why I think it's also very high. And uh, in this case, I do think that the time spent since its release. Because of what it's been surrounded by has has elevated it. It's would aged be my, my like final a fine question. wine. Exactly. That's per, that's, that's, maybe that's perhaps true. A fine Tonneray wine, if you will. <laughs> Star that's, Wars. That's fair. That's fair. I've had it. It's just white wine. They make blue. Sorry, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it's good. Was it's that your color. closing statement? So my so my closing statement is this. <clears throat> I do believe. That in life, there are times that seem hard when in reality the sun is shining upon us. And it is not until the clouds go in front of that beautiful, magnificent orb that we truly feel the lack of its heat. 
Aftermath life debt has heat. Has passion, has the fire of every character within it. Every plot point, every piece of violence, every monologue, every tender moment. And this day, I believe that if we are ever to rise to those glorious peaks of passion and fire again, it behooves us to remember the places that we used to be and remember them with the appropriate amount of respect and dignity. Testify. Thank you. Thank God there is a uh, wind guard on your mic. That's all I have to say. Pop filter. <laughs> yes, pop filters. What I was trying to say. All right, everyone, it is time to vote. Mm-hmm. Yay or nay? <laughs> nay! Goodness. I'm going to say, with all the evidence you provided, if it was in, in a document slid over to me mm-hmm. and I read it, I would abhorrently say nay. <gasps> but Eric, the delivery that you <gasps> gave sold me to no end. Yes! And I'm going to say yay. yay. Put this to incredible. Yay. Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, the votes have passed. <laughs> and there's hugging and there's church bells ringing. And Mr. Wendig, we are coming home. <laughs> oh, glory, glory. Well. Oh, man. My goodness. Gavel, gavel, gavel. Gentlemen and gentlemen of the jury, as it were. All three of these passed, didn't they? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they did. Yeah, they did, because I think we make good uh, okay, good arguments. And uh, here's the thing. Um, so everyone, a little peek behind the scenes. This is our first try at Utini Court, and this is one evolution of what it could be. I think that there are many things about our glorious universe in Star Wars that can be argued that may be a little more on edge. Uh, because I will say, before we went on live tonight, we were looking at our list. We feel pretty good about most of our ratings. So, yeah. except yeah. for, except, I, I got that catalyst one is baffling. What, what were we doing? <laughs> truly, truly. I was talking with them before the show, and the only other <laughs> book that I could argue was Force Collector. And say, and that was bringing it down a notch, <laughs> another one down. And everything else was pretty much on par with what I was thinking, if not perfectly correct. Absolutely. Well, yeah. these will not be officially reflected yet. Maybe we'll talk about them as the year goes on. But uh, that is the court is adjourned. The court will reopen someday. Yep, gavels, gavels everywhere. Um, at another time, another place. The court is mysterious. It never comes in the same place <laughs> twice. So uh, beware, be aware, and join us next week because we are going to be looking at all of the stories that are going to be in – what do they call it? From a certain point of view. I totally forgot the name of the book. From a certain oh, point of view, <laughs> Return of the these Jedi. Are my favorite. I can't wait. Yes, Wes, you adore these. Before we go, Wes, because they're your favorite – I want to ask you, other than the obvious ones, what is one this character? This wasn't in the outline. This wasn't in the outline? No. This wasn't in the outline. I, I, don't, I don't like <laughs> to give Wes time to prep. I think it's more fun for me. Uh, Wes, what is one character you really, 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 really want to be announced tomorrow? And not like, you know, the Rancor Keeper. Yeah, duh. Um, what do you want? What's your number one? 
The Sarlacc would be a good character to write oh, about, POV right? Oh, of the Sarlacc. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. How long it's been there? If it's <laughs> how many things it's eaten? <laughs> like, yeah, with the dumb be, tongue mouth. Interesting. <laughs> well, that would be, the beak, would be an interesting the point tongue. of view. To, yeah, the beak tongue. It'd be right. a very interesting yeah. point of view. Now that we've seen, um, now that we've seen the book of Boba Fett and seen uh, Boba Fett actually get out of the Sarlacc, he's yeah. like, "What in the hell?" And I felt myself regurgitating when I wasn't <laughs> actually throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> that little man crawled out of my beak tongue. <laughs> Hey, throw um, me a rope to him. Nah, man, I got a gig. I got a gig. I gotta go. <laughs> there ain't no oh. room up here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week uh. for that. Look forward to another. I think we're going to tier rank those like we did last week. We had such a fun time. So tune in live. We're going to do it on video for you. Um, but my friends, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Forest. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much for that. And a special thanks, as always, to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sander, Zach W., Michael Fry, and Raymond Bozinski on our Jedi High Council, and James T., Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter at Eric Eilerson, at Corey M. Helton, at Boss West, at Living Force Pod. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, Wes, our producer and community manager, and I gotta say, our buddy Kyle, who made the beautiful thumbnail that you see this week. Thank you to Corey and Wes for potting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out, and as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.